Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we have a very interesting guest with us, and I am very excited to speak to him. We have Mr. Nathaniel Zuberig, and he has had quite a journey. He has had, well, battled chronic illness for 30 years and has had three failed kidney transplants and over 4,500 life-saving treatments. But guess what? He is a mindset coach and helps people get through all of their trials and helps them to build their dreams because guess what? He's done that for himself. And it sounds like with everything that you've been through, Nathaniel, you are an amazing person. So I wanna welcome you so much for being here today. Hey, Melissa. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on this amazing podcast. So yeah, it's been an amazing journey so far. (laughs) Yeah, I, I can't even believe everything that you've had to endure so far. So I cannot wait to hear about everything that has happened to you and how it has shaped you to be who you are today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be intense. Don't be shocked. But uh, yeah, it's going to be really intense. So listen, I've been around one year old when I was diagnosed with uh, incredible chronic illness that affected my both of my kidneys. And uh, my kidneys got destroyed, which meant like I had to start doing life-saving treatment back in the day. It was still uh, every night like cut my pants place and uh, the exciting thing was like so that was the first time my parents actually had to decide whether they want to let me alive or basically farewell my life because whenever somebody doesn't have any kidneys they have to go to the life-saving treatment otherwise you won't kill wife so that was the first time my parents had to decide. Then shortly after, I was three or four years old, they had to decide the second time, which was way more intense in that decision. Um, I was two weeks in a coma. After those two weeks, the doctors called my parents and said, hey, look, we have done everything we could do. There's nothing else we can do right now. So please come into the ITU in order to terminate your son's life. My parents come somewhere in the night to forward my life. And um, so the doctors were there, the nurses, my parents, my mom, as I know today, she spoke words of faith, I would say words of faith into my life. And um, so the doctors turned off those life supporting machines and all of a sudden I started to talk again out of the nowhere and so to give you a better understanding so there was no brain function anymore so I I shouldn't be able to walk talk or amount to anything that's what the doctor told then but later on told a couple more times in my life but yet I come back to life 
um, not shit from, you know, I fell back in the coma and then recovered more and more. Um, it took about, I don't know, four to five weeks until I fully was awake and started to recover. That's amazing, um, though. I have chills as you're talking about that. I mean, what a testimony to faith that your mom had to say, I'm not giving up, not giving up on him right now. That's amazing. Yeah, so I honestly don't know what the words were, but um, uh, the funny thing was um, I still remember the moment before I was waking up in my plane, even though I was still in the coma. And uh, uh, I, I honestly, I think my mom said like, hey, look, um, we, we're gonna have to let you go, but you are not in our control. You are not in the life. You are not in our hands life. You know what I mean? Like they, my parents have no, control whatsoever of my life and then uh, I think they they somehow surrender it to God so we are family and I'm a person of faith family of faith and uh, that's what happened and uh, of course I didn't expect it so it was even more a shock when <laughs> well uh, oh, yeah a positive shock when I was talking again and uh, yeah that that's what what happened um so continually I had, yeah, I recovered somehow. I, four years old, I lost part of my hearing aid, hearing because of a lot of um, medication of the side effects of it. With five years old, I had the very first, or I would say we had the very first hope in the light, a light of hope in a long tunnel when I got, or when we got a call to uh, that I can get transplanted. So that was the first kidney that I got, which unfortunately only worked for 24 hours. So I wasn't even awake after the first operation. They already had to take me back and do the next operation to put out the kidney. And uh, so this is, Probably the, the, the best or the only thing that I remember was when I was waking up and I was kind of so happy knowing that I have a kidney now. But then my my mom told me that it didn't work out. So I was thinking I was waking up after the first operation, but in reality, I was waking up after the second operation to realize that the kidneys are already um, out again. So I had to live with that. Um, to be honest, I wasn't really, you know, completely there with five years old. But uh, I remember a really great time um, with seven years old when I had my second kidney transplant. And, and so at that time, I realized that now it's my time to flourish. Because all I ever wanted was a kidney. And all I ever um, wanted was to understand what it means to live a normal life. And by normal, I mean like feeding myself, going out, playing with friends, 
get to know the people in my age going to kindergarten and school, that was the new normal for me. And uh, this really happened for about two and a half years before my second kidney transplant got destroyed again. And I remember a time when I was after the hospital stay, I was at home in my parents' living room for two weeks, uh, laying on the couch. I, for two weeks, I didn't eat anything. I didn't talk anything. And I almost didn't move. And all I wanted to do in my brain was to take my own life. And fortunately, I was growing up with parents and with a family that kind of understood what's going on in my life. But for many years after, they never knew that I wanted to take my own life. So um, there was a shifting in my mindset after my parents put up in uh, counselors, pastoral care. There was a shifting in my strength. I already gained physical, emotional, and spiritual strength and all that. And slowly I realized, okay, I have, I somehow can continue life, yet on the other side, I didn't want to continue going back to my old life with having three times a week dialysis treatment. Uh, it felt like as nine-year-old boy that I was, my freedom, my free time was stolen by that. And it was just a hard time to realize that. But somehow I, um, I, had, to, I had to move ahead. And, and I remember times when I had to force myself into the driver's car in order to go to the treatment. So I had no choice. I had to go there to survive. Yet on the other side, I didn't want to do it. And um, it continued like that. I had a, a few all the complications along the way until I got my third kidney transplant, which was back in 2001 with 11 years old. And again, dream was coming in. Um, I was like, okay, now against my time to flourish, that will be the rest of my life like that. And honestly, it was interesting time. So one time I talked, I had everything that I wanted as a child, yet I didn't have everything that I needed. And um, so there was a tension and yet I realized that, you know, there is so much joy at the same time, so much fear of losing it again. And that fear unfortunately come to reality after 13 months, which I got again a setback of having lost my kidney transplant. Um, I, I had to go back, but this time was different because I had to go back to dialysis again, to my very old life, new old life. But yet I realized that I have to change something in my, in my mindset. So I changed to the belief that um, as a person of faith, I got it from the Bible and it says that everything will work out together for the good. And I started to believe that because that was my only hope in that situation. And it was the only, um, I would say, strength 
behind the hope that kept me going to go back into the old life and knowing, um, being assured, not every day, not uh, every week it was like that, but at times knowing and being assured that everything will work out for the good one day. And uh, honestly, it has been, um, it has been the truth like that in the last uh, 20, 21 years. Um, and uh, my life has been incredibly changed, especially since age 15. Uh, my life got completely stable beside dialysis. And I can look back, even though like the numbers are just incredibly crazy. As you said in the beginning, all the dialysis treatments that I went through, uh, three fire kidney transplant for the operation, and I shouldn't be able um, to be alive six times by now, according to the medical uh, report. And uh, so, you might feel the, the the passion that I have and the inspiration that I uh, that I show because I I believe that no matter how our life is going, whether you have a medical issue, a family issue, a relation a relational issue, or a business issue, or whatever issue you have in your life in the long term, I believe that nothing is impossible for everyone, and that if we never ever give up, life can unfold into something beautiful. And I always say, look, pain always turns into purpose. If we stay on track, if we never give up and await two years to come, that life turns around um, in a more beautiful way. Absolutely. Love that attitude that you have. That is amazing. And I love that you say pain always turns into purpose. That is so true. And so many people choose to play the victim and you could have easily done that. You could have easily said, okay, four failed kidney transplants. You know, I, I just wanna be a normal child. I just wanna go play with my friends like you did say. And you could have continued to be in that victim mentality. But it sounds like once you started shifting your mindset that things in your life started shifting as well and you're kind of living proof of that yeah sure um i think so what i learned over the period of time is to to, to refocus the focus on in the current situation so i think so many of us, or actually every person, it, it's a natural behavior that we look at the negativity when something don't go the way we expect or we imagine. But I think what it does when we look beyond that on, you know, in the long term, I love, I love the term long term because it gives you and another perspective of the future. And what it does in our, in our mind is to, it really sets us up for a new motivation, which I would say motivation is short-term um, aspect of it, but it also helps us to build up a certain hope and expectation. Expectation is a beautiful thing because 
if if you expect something for tomorrow, something better, you are going up tomorrow morning way easier than if you will say, hey, today is going to be a bad day. And I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. It's, it's an everyday decision. But the more we decide on it, the more we uh, focus on it. And the longer we do it, the more consistently we do it, the simple and easier it gets in the long term. And uh, that's absolutely right. It, it's like, you know, it's like anything, you have to get into the practice of doing it for something to become a habit. And, and bad habits are easier to form <laughs> yeah. because they bring us pleasure. But um, it's the good habits, you can form them just as much as you can the bad habits. It just takes a little bit more practice, I think, to really turn it into a habit, into a thing that you do every day. But it sounds like you really, really focused your intention on changing that mindset. Absolutely. I, I really like the, the word that you bring up, up about habit. Uh, I think it's it's the first step to you know we 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 all want change in our life, but changes don't happen. You know the the, the big changes in people's life don't just happen. It's really the 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 back. It's really what happened in the backstage to form the habit and to consistently leave out the habit and uh, that's what I love and that I we never get retired of that and um, because it's a everyday decision for the rest of our life but the earlier we do it the I I believe the easier it gets when we get older to to form it and change things around um yeah that, so thanks for spring up the habit <laughs> I agree with you there too. I think the younger you start doing it, the easier it is. It's sort of like learning a language. It's easier for your brain to pick it up when you're younger, but it's not impossible to do. So you can be, you know, 90 years old and wake up and realize that you haven't enjoyed your life and you want to do something different. And you can decide at 90 years old that you want to go out and run a marathon. I think there was some uh, woman in the news not too long ago that I think was actually even older than that, that just decided she just wanted to run a marathon and had never really done it in her life before, but wanted to prove you're never too old to, to your dreams don't expire. You're never too old. You can wake up any day of your life and decide that you want to do something different. So I love that. And I love that you brought that up. Absolutely. Perfect. So now I know you have a program that you do that is called um, the four steps to unlimit your life. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, sure. So this is actually my very first mentorship program that I'm developing. And it's all about helping people um, in, in their overall field to develop a victorious mindset. And um, before we can get to a victorious mindset, we have to, you know, we have to really set ourselves apart from everything around us. So basically, 
getting into ourselves, knowing ourselves better. And so this is a really big part that I was blessed in because when you are chronically ill, you know, you, you just, there are so many times you are alone and you, you, you get to, to deal with yourself. But it, you don't have to be a journey like that. I, I believe that the most important thing in our life where any health sector comes out of it, say emotional health, physical health, sp spiritual health, um, whatever other health comes out of knowing who we, we are, who we really are. And so back to, to the program. So who am I is the very first question in the first step to unlimit your life. And then the next step is all about, well, what am I here for? Um, because we can, we can live a life uh, lived on someone else purpose, or we can really, again, asking the question, hey, what am I here for? And who or how does it apply with who am I, if that makes sense? And um, so in, in those two questions, that's the interesting part where it gives people the opportunity to identify their strengths, passion, and values, which is completely, you won't have, uh, I would say, you will have a unique con constellation between those three, but there are a lot of people, other people out there that will have for example, same strengths, you have the same passion and the same value, but the constellation is totally unique. And so I want to people to take those words. So getting from the outside more and more into the inside and taking those most valuable words that they have, which they will have is, one passion, one value, and one strength, and create a dream out of that, which is amazing because I believe in the power of when you go into your core, when you start from the inside out, you are going to um, have a so much bigger impact than when you go the other way around from the outside into the inside. And uh, so the, that's the third step, creating the dream. And the fourth step is all about consistently creating habits, as you say, within those um, passion, strength, and values, and within that dream that I want to see myself in. in it can be in one year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. It doesn't matter. As long as you feel satisfied and peaceful and uh, you know you can identify yourself all the time with what you are doing and i think it's so important in, in this world to um really taking people away from the from the mass of people and uh, you know just spending time with themselves knowing who am i what capacity unlimited potential 
I do have in order to evolve it into something practically into reality. And uh, I can promise you already, you have everybody that is listening today has so much more potential than you ever will dream or imagine. But you have to take the first step to go look into yourself and see what's there and put it into reality. So that's all about um, the first step to unlimit your life. I think that's such a really cool process because I think for most of us, we've at least, you know, here in the U.S., our educational system kind of gears us towards, you have to know what you want to do when you're 18 years old and you go out and you go to college. And most of us pick our careers based on what our parents want for us to do or what we think is going to be successful. And, you know, maybe we have an interest in it. I don't really think any of us, none of us are taught to go deep within and ask that essential question that you make them ask, which is who am I? Because I don't think we have our own identities even at that age, because we are who are we, what we think our parents want us to be, who we think society wants us to be. And I don't think anyone at 18 really ever truly knows who they are. And I think that that has such an impact on what people decide to do with their life and what their purpose actually is. And so I think the way we do things here is so backwards and wrong. So I love that you do that because it's like you're forcing people to realize, okay, I'm not what my parents think I should be. I'm not what my what society thinks I should be. Who am I? What really does make me happy? What are my passions? What am I good at? And taking all of that and turning that into a purpose in life. So many of us wander around without a purpose, thinking that we have it. And then, you know, when you wake up and you go to work every day feeling that there has to be more to life than just this. Um, and so, and I felt that before a lot in my life. So this is amazing that you do this for people. I love that. And I'm sure that you must see some really amazing transformations in people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like what you said about, you know, all the people's life, all the parents' life. It's just, you know, it, the environment that we grow up, it just shapes us. Um, but it, it doesn't mean that we have to leave that. We, we really can make a conscious, intentional decision every day to, to not look at what's going on outside, but more like going on inside. And I think the steps are very simple, yet I want to, to give you some um, attention because it, once you take time to really discover yourself it can be a hard it can be a hard journey <laughs> so there will be a lot of stuff in there that nobody told you maybe uh, you never have realized but it, the cool thing is like as again even there i apply the the the, the belief that i early say like you know even the crap inside me can turn into something great if i one allowed to change and embrace it and uh, so that's a beautiful thing that once it's almost like you know when you do that over years it's almost like like a stock market i would say that's the best picture in the beginning not not much happening or not many changes happening 
but once at some point it's like it's like going up like a rocket and uh, i love that about personal growth that we are not you know we don't have to be the way we are born we don't have to be stay the way people uh, imagine us or they told us about and uh, I, I realized that so many times in my life when when medical professional expert told my parents or myself hey look you will never be able to talk walk or amount to anything and it hasn't happened uh, once it has it happened a, f a couple of few times and uh, yet I realized that when we put ourselves on the front to say, no, I'm not have to be like that, the way other people tell me, then something really beautiful can happen. You prove them wrong. <laughs> say again. You prove them wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Once, many times, many times you prove them wrong. And I think that is such a testament to your character and your, you know, your will and fight for life. And you knew you had a purpose here. And that it was greater than just not talking, not walking. You knew that wasn't it. And I loved that. And I love how you have taken the life experiences that you've been given and you're using it to help other people find the full potential of their own lives. That's amazing, amazing. I just have to applaud you for doing the work that you do. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> So now if people want to work with you or they want to follow you, how can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can check me out on my personal website, nathanieltudbrook.com or my business website, unlimitedu.co. So the best way to just get in contact with me, um, download the free ebook, Four Steps to Unlimit Your Life, which is on both websites. And uh, let me know if, if you have any questions, if you have, uh, shoot me an email. Um, I like to have it personal, you know, I, I don't like um, a huge crowd of people liking and commenting me on Facebook, but I like to have it personal, you know, I want to, I want to be that guy who is there for the people who comes to the people exactly where they are. And so the best thing is to shoot me an email, um, which you will get on, on the free ebook, which you can download for free. So awesome. get a hold of it um, and uh, yeah, see how you can apply that to your own life. I will have the links to his website, both the personal and the business website on the in the show notes, so you can go there and click on it directly. And then that way you can download his free ebook. I mean, you have to love freebies. That's awesome. And then you'll have his email if you want to get a hold of Nathaniel directly. So if you had any parting words of wisdom for anyone out there, maybe somebody who's also suffered a lot of setbacks either with health or just maybe personal setbacks in their lives what words of wisdom might you offer them great question uh, i will say firstly never ever give up on your life on your dream and secondly develop um 
the power of imagination. So what that means is like whatever circumstance you're in, always have a picture or audio record it or write it down, whatever works best for you. Have a picture of who you want to be, what you want to do and what you want to have. And do it crazy, really do it crazy, no matter how the circumstance looks like, um, whether you're almost dying or you're getting out of a sickness, um, just, just have something in, in your imagination that you that you want to see in your life. And um, so this is something powerful because we become what we think. And that has been through so much in my life. And uh, uh, what we think, it turns into actions and into habits and all that stuff. And uh, be patient on the journey because um, I promise you that it will happen one day. I can't promise you when, how, and at what point of time it will happen. So, but keep going, never ever give up. And uh, always, you know, always dream bigger than you could possibly dream about. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my wisdom for you. And uh, I hope this, this really helps for you. I am a big fan of envisioning, envisioning what you want for your life. I always tell people that, and I've told clients who come to me when they're sick and they're getting Reiki, that's the first thing I tell them is you need to visualize your body healthy and whole and envision the doctor telling you like, oh, you're completely healed of whatever this is. And it's same thing if you're hoping to manifest things in your life, you want the new dream job, envision yourself accepting the new job and having what you want uh, because that makes it so real to us. And I think that that is all a, a big part of manifesting what you want is believing you can have it and then seeing it happen in your life. So I love that word. I love those words of wisdom and that piece of advice that you gave our audience. And I want to thank you so much for being here with us to share your wisdom with us and to share your gifts with us. Um, thank you so much, Nathaniel. It's been a pleasure to have you on today. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you so much for the great opportunity. I love to, to do that and I'm absolutely excited to always have amazing people that uh, I can talk to, beautiful, handsome people like all those podcast listeners. Uh, yeah, I would love to hear from you and uh, keep in touch. So much. Yes, I'd love to have you back sometime and good luck with everything that you're doing. Don't forget, guys, that you can go and visit Nathaniel's website to get more information about his free ebook and to download it. And I hope that you have a wonderful day, Nathaniel. Thank you so much for being here with us. You're welcome. Thank you, Melissa. I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. The highest compliment you can pay me is to refer me to other people. So if you share my podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card just for you. And if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. 
There you'll see all the services I offer and you can purchase them directly from the website. I hope that you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys.